This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. It began long ago. Two young boys in an American town riding their bikes to school and Little League practice. Over the years, the boys became fast friends, united in their love for stories where things would go horribly wrong. Pour yourself a strong beverage and buckle up. You're in the shallow end with Schneebly and Toth. So, JG, as we start episode number 46, I just want to explain why I might look a little happier than normal today. Is it because you're getting a haircut? Oh, you bastard. You gave it away. <laughs> I am so excited to get a haircut. I get it uh, I get it cut every 3 weeks. Every 3 weeks. Every 3 weeks. The stylist who cuts my hair is a woman named Kathy with a K and I have journeyed for decades to find somebody <laughs> who is this good and no wasted strokes and boom, 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 you're in, you're out. And I always drive home with the stupidest grin on my face and I <laughs> come into the door and say to Nancy, I got my haircut, I'm happy. It's funny, I, I was just guessing that you were getting a haircut simply based on a conversation that we had had uh, earlier about how, how much you love getting your haircut. I, I hate it. It's just, it's something I have to do. You know and what's even better than that? What? Getting your hair cut and then going to Costco. <laughs> yes. You talk about happy place with happy place. You like to buy goods in bulk, neatly shorn. Non-hearsuite. I, uh, I don't like getting my hair cut, and it stems from one experience I had. I was on vacation, and I, I tend to go to the same person when, uh, when I'm at home. But I was away, and my hair had gotten a little bit unruly, so I decided to go to, wasn't in a mall, but it was one of those kind of places that, sure. uh, an eight dollar haircut kind of place and so <laughs> i go in there they said yeah we take walk-ins so i went and i sat down and uh, this lovely young lady came over and she put the cape around me and uh, asked me what i wanted done and so i'm making small talk with her i'm like so um you have you been doing this for a while and she said not really uh actually you're my very first customer <laughs> oh boy oh boy and and during the process yeah. with the clippers, she cut my ear. Okay. I said, I'm not looking for the Van Gogh. I'm looking for something yeah. a little more uh, sure. contemporary. Right. It was just a bad experience. And so I've carried that with, I need to let that go. What was the end result, aside from the pain and the blood loss of, of the, right. of the well, slice on the ear? Was, was it a decent haircut or did, did it suck? It sucked. Okay. Yeah. 
It, uh, I didn't, hmm, I couldn't get out of that place fast enough. Yeah. It was, uh, once I regained consciousness, I got my things and left. Well, next time you come visit us in Southern California, you and I are going to go get matching haircuts from Kathy with a K, and then we're going to go to Costco, and it's going to be the best day ever. Okay, I'm in. So, a man named Robert Borba, Borba. loved horses. He loved them. His love for horses started at a very young age. He grew up on a ranch in California, and he learned how to ride and handle horses with his father, who was a cowboy. Cool. Honest to God, cowboy. They owned a cattle ranch. Cool. He started competing at a very young age in rodeos, and when he was just a teenager, he quickly made him a name for himself as a very skilled horseman. That's impressive. He won rodeo championships, and over the years, numerous, numerous competitions. He became very well known on the rodeo circuit. But for Borba, riding horses wasn't just a sport, it was a way of life. His, he was passionate about preserving the Western lifestyle, the Western way of life, the history of it all, That's the cool. values that it represents. I know, I really admire that. For him, being a cowboy means being honest and hardworking and self-sufficient and helpful. It means taking care of your animals and treating them with respect and also treating other humans with respect. The cowboy way, being willing to step in and help others when they need it. So on June 3rd in 2016, Robert um, noticed that he had run out of dog food and he lived pretty close to the Walmart nearby. So he decided to ride his horse there. Cool. He saddled up his horse, Long John, and he moseyed off down the trail to the local Walmart store in Eagle Point, Oregon. How cool is that? I've seen things like that in Tucson when we lived in Tucson. I remember going to a Circle K and somebody had tied their horse up to a fire hydrant, went in and got a bottle of water. Yep. On this fateful day in June of 2016, Borba was at the Walmart in Eagle Point uh, when he heard a woman screaming for help. Oh, boy. He had just gotten down off of his horse when he noticed a woman who was identified later as 38-year-old Tabitha Bauman. She had uh, just cycled over to Walmart. That's a pretty cool place, that Walmart with the horses and the bicycles. Sounds like they, they welcome any mode of transportation. And we encourage that here at the shallow end. <laughs> she had just got off her bike and she was parking it. She was putting it in the rack, in the bike rack at Walmart, when a man later identified as 28-year-old Victorino Sanchez approached her and attempted to steal her bike. Now, hmm. Bowman had recently recovered from a leg injury and, and so she was actually riding her bike to exercise her leg. And because she was still recovering from this, she was absolutely unable to stop Sanchez, who grabbed her bike and rode away. Okay. Background on Sanchez. He was known locally as a criminal with a history of violent behavior. He very easily could have been armed. This guy who was known for having a violent history stole the bike of a lady recovering from a leg injury. Real brave stuff. Yeah. So our hero, Borba, saw the thief attempting to steal the bike. He saw people trying to catch the thief on foot, but the thief was far outpacing them on the stolen bicycle and he was getting away. So Borba sprang into action and does what any good cowboy would do. He jumped on his horse, Long John, and gave chase to oh, Sanchez. Oh, cool. How cool is this? 
With the skill of a seasoned cowboy, he chased the bike thief across the Walmart parking lot on horseback. (laughs) The thief, hearing the thundering sounds of hoofbeats on the hot asphalt growing closer and closer, tried swerving his bike to evade capture, but to no avail. Of course not. You can't run from a cowboy. What happened next was straight out of a John Wayne movie. Borba, who had been thundering across the parking lot on Long John, <laughs> had taken out his lasso and was twirling it over his head as oh, he rode. Oh, come on. This is delicious. And with one attempt, he expertly <laughs> threw the lasso around the thief's leg, immobilizing him on the spot. Nice. The thief fell to the ground. Borba then jumped off his horse and tied up Sanchez's legs like a calf in a rodeo roping competition. Yeah, he did. He then took the other end of the rope and tied it to a tree and called 911. 911, what's the address of the emergency? We got a guy just stole a bike here at Walmart. I got him roped and tied to a tree. What? I got him roped from a horse and he's tied to a tree. <laughs> I love her response. What? What? (laughs) So he waited for the police to arrive, and after that, Officer Chris Anderson told uh, CBS News this. I looked up, and from the horse, there was a rope connected to the ankle of a gentleman on the ground holding onto a tree. I'd I'd take him by my side any day. (laughs) Cowboys are cool. In an interview with NBC News, Borba described the scene, quote, I seen this feller. (laughs) What? Trying to get up and speed on a bike. I wasn't going to catch him on foot. I just don't run that fast. (laughs) But we got Long John with us. Yeah, we do. He also suggested that uh, he could give the police roping lessons and they could put the guns away. Nice. The entire incident was captured on video by a bystander, and the uh, footage quickly went viral. Uh, Many people very impressed with Borba's bravery and skill, and he was hailed as a hero by the local media. And in interviews after the incident, he kind of downplayed his role. He's very humble, saying that he was just doing what he thought was right, the cowboy way. That's the way they roll. God bless them. Despite his modesty, it's clear that his actions were really pretty remarkable and i can't imagine what bystanders thought just imagine getting out of the car at walmart having no idea that this guy had just stolen a bike you see a guy riding away on a bicycle and then a guy on horseback thunders by twirling a lasso over his head that's just priceless ropes the bicyclist jumps off his horse and ties him up like a calf That's delicious. That's got to be so embarrassing for a jerk bike thief sitting in jail and people talking about, you know, what are you in for and having to explain (laughs) that you got got caught by a cowboy (laughs) in a Walmart parking lot. Yeah. Oh, God. Borba said that when he ran up to the guy after he was on the ground, the guy's like, do you have a badge? And he said, I don't, I don't need a badge. I got a rope. I got a rope. Mm-hmm. In the end, his heroism reminds us all of the importance of standing up for what we believe in, even in the face of danger and adversity. At the same time, as I mentioned before, this guy was violent and could have very easily had a weapon. Fortunately, in this case, he did not. But at the same time, It's always a good idea to keep an eye open for people that might need help. Absolutely. He still chose to act, 
using his skills as a cowboy to apprehend the thief and prevent him from causing harm to anybody. Uh, Just amazing. Just an amazing story. See something, say something, rope something. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industry shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Ah, welcome to parenthood. You love your new baby. The smiles, the cuddles. You didn't know you could love someone so much. There's just one little issue. That whole crawling everywhere thing. You're worried sick they're going to crawl into something they shouldn't. Introducing new baby weights. The perfect tool to weigh your sweet little baby down. Baby weights are so easy to use. Simply slip the two, five, or ten pound weights into the quilted sleeves of the baby weight onesie. And in just seconds, that baby ain't going anywhere but to sleep. Baby weights are perfect for traveling to grandparents' homes, friends' homes, even church. Unable to crawl forward, your little bundle of joy simply gives up and falls asleep. And you have peace of mind knowing exactly where your sweetness is in the house. Excessive use of baby weights may lead to excessive strength, causing your toddler to bulk up like Lou Ferrigno in The Incredible Hulk. Just minus that whole green skin thing. If your toddler's suddenly standing and throwing furniture around like it's in a doll's house, discontinue use of baby weights and run for your life. Really, just get the hell out of there. Baby Weights, the new way to keep an eye on your newest human. Hey, and a shout out to Shallow and listener Nicholas for that parody commercial idea. Thanks, buddy. The email address is lifeguard at shallowendpodcast.com. Send us your story ideas, your comments, your questions. Um, this is an email from a woman named Lisa. She says, hey, gang, I worked for way too many years in a grocery store, so I thought I'd give you some context <laughs> on the most stolen items. You may remember... JG, that we had that story about the kid who busted into that kind of gas station yes. mart and left his debit card because he didn't want anyone to think he was stealing. <laughs> she says, meat. People, usually men, really do stuff packages of meat down their pants. Among certain segments of the population, buying random stolen goods out of a car trunk or truck is a way of life. Baby formula. Some people who steal yeah. it probably can't afford it, but it's more often stolen by criminal gangs to be sold on the streets, probably right next to the stolen meat. Years ago, our night <laughs> managers were told to beware of gangs of people who would climb in through the roof access after the store closed and steal baby formula. Apparently, they had a whole network up and down the East Coast and would move product to where it was selling especially well. Seafood, sea meat, same deal. Cigarettes are hard to steal because most places keep them behind the counter, so people have to ask for them and then pay before the clerk will give them the cigs. I had one manager who hated shoplifters more than most. Every few days, we'd hear a commotion and the sound of bodies hitting (laughs) cash register belts or displays. He would literally tackle another shoplifter. 
He badly <laughs> bruised his ribs one time, but he usually walked away relatively unscathed. The funny thing is that he later got fired for stealing. He would keep a bag in the wow. office, put things in it throughout the day, then take it with him when he left. Anyone who saw him leaving figured someone else had already checked his receipt, so he got away with it for a long time. Oh, the no irony. kidding. Wow. I was going to record this for you guys, but it's long and I know I'd mess up, so maybe I'll have the courage to record a shorter one next time. Love the show. Lisa D. Thank so, you, Lisa, Lisa, here's the thing, and, and let me just, you know, say this for all all people who are considering sending us a story. Don't worry about screwing up if you record it. Don't worry. We'll edit it. We'll, we'll, we'll make you sound really good. You should hear how often we screw up. Oh, my God. Yeah. We should release an unedited episode sometime. And if you have three hours to set aside to listen to a, <laughs> a raw session, it would be a great use of your time. Yeah, we certainly would encourage it. Hello, everyone. It's Takuyi here. And I'm Gabby. And we are the hosts of History of Everything, a podcast which you can probably guess by the name is, well, I mean, it's about everything. Do you want to know why people thought potatoes were evil and would give you syphilis? Are you curious about all the stories of the terrible and stupid ways that people have kicked the bucket over the years? Do you want to hear tales about all of the different badasses of history and the lives that they had brought to life? Well, if so, then look no further. History of Everything is just the right podcast for you. It's available on Spotify, Pandora, and anywhere else that you get your podcast from. Join us for some fun and just see how weird and wacky history can be. When Johann Rahl received the letter on Christmas Day, 1776, he put it away to read later. Maybe he thought it was a season's greeting and wanted to save it for the fireside. But what it actually was, was a warning, delivered to the Hessian colonel, letting him know that General George Washington was crossing the Delaware and would soon attack his forces. The next day, when Rawl lost the Battle of Trenton and died from two Colonial Boxing Day musket balls, the letter was found, unopened in his vest pocket. As someone with 15,000 unread emails in his inbox, I feel like there's a lesson there. Oh well, this is The Constant, a history of getting things wrong. I'm Mark Chrysler. Every episode, we look at the bad ideas, mistakes, and accidents that misshaped our world. Find us at constantpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You're in the shallow end with Schnapley and Toth. So we all know the term <clears throat> repeat offender. Oh, yes. Criminals that seem to get in trouble with the law over and over again. Usually these these run-ins with the law seem to happen over a period of time, right? I mean, a guy gets caught, mm-hmm. goes to trial, they get sentenced to jail or prison time, they serve their time, they get released, and then unfortunately down the road they get caught committing another crime and process repeats. Well, here in California, local law enforcement agencies say they are familiar with a 38-year-old gentleman named Keith Chastain. Now, this is actually just uh, just last month. Um, Mr. Chastain has been booked into the Fresno County Jail not once, not twice, not three, four, <laughs> five times, oh my but God. 10 times in one 31-day period. 10 arrests, 10 arrests. In a month. In a month. Wow. Mr. Chastain has been arrested for the following. Stealing six different cars. Not one car six times, but six different cars. (laughs) A DUI. 
vandalism, fraud, possession of a controlled substance, and other charges. Where he's got 10 charges pending in a 30-day period. Do they just lump them all into one court session? That's because a great question. I, I don't think they they do. And, and we're going to get to why this this has become an issue and why he's been allowed to, quote unquote, get away with this mm. in, a, in a few minutes. But right now, the police are saying they are going to arrest him every single day if they have to, <laughs> to keep him from committing more crimes. They say in Fresno County that they are very familiar with with Keith because, as I said, he's been booked in both the Fresno County Jail and released over and over, and he's been booked into the Clovis Police Department Jail. Wow. Wow. Now, there's a corporal with the Clovis, California Police Department, a woman named Meredith Alexander, and she said, the public should know he's been in Clovis six times and he's going to be here again and again, and everyone should know what he looks like. Mr. Chastain is actually from Fresno, California. So get this, at this moment, he is currently facing 18 felonies and 15 misdemeanors. And his first name is Keith. When you say the name Keith, you don't think of a multiple offender. You think of somebody you meet for Sunday brunch. Yeah, or in my case, NBC News' Keith Morrison. Yes, but I, of course. But I digress. His 18 felonies and 15 misdemeanors from his recent arrest include the charges, as I said, six different vehicles, a DUI, vandalism, fraud, possession of controlled substance. Uh, this uh, corporal, uh, Alexander, told a reporter, however long Mr. Chastain stays in jail is out of our hands. But if we have to, we will arrest him every day. So a few weeks ago, it was a Tuesday morning. It was 9.30 a.m. And the Clovis police get a call about a stolen truck, a stolen white pickup. Now, one guess who the Clovis police thought they might find <laughs> would it be the wheel. Would it be Keith? <laughs> well, on his way to meet somebody for Sunday brunch. This is where it gets even more delicious. The, a, a police officer with the Clovis police spots the stolen truck downtown uh, or dr- driving around Old Town in Clovis. And they follow it. And because it's a stolen car, the cop decides to wait for backup because you can't really be sure 100% who's behind it. Mm. Are they armed? Are they violent? Are they dangerous? So wait for backup. Well, they get enough cops together and they pull the truck over and the driver just happens to pull over in front of the Clovis Police Department. And guess who's driving? Is it Keith? It's Keith Chastain. It's our buddy Keith. They arrest him without incident. They say he was the only one in the stolen truck. So the logical question is, hey, pal, just curious why you're driving around in a stolen truck (laughs) and keith says well actually i was on my way to pick up some personal items (laughs) and the police say okay from where and keith says uh from the clovis police department and the cops look at each other and and they ask all right 
will bite. Why why do you have stuff at the Clovis Police Department? And Keith, honest to God, says, well, yeah, that's because it's from the last time you guys arrested me. (laughs) (laughs) So so just understand that Keith has gotten arrested (laughs) in a stolen vehicle. And that's the same reason why he was arrested in the first place. And it's in front of the Clovis Police Department. So at this point, even the cops themselves are now actually feeling kind of sorry for Keith, because it's it's pretty clear that that Keith Keith's got got some issues going on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, that that corporal uh, Meredith Alexander uh, with the Clovis Police Department told a reporter, I don't know what's going on in this guy's life to cause him to steal so many people's vehicles and property, but I really hope this guy gets some help. Yeah, yeah. There's, there, like you said, there is something um, now. Absolutely. To get to your point, why so far has he been able to get away with with something over and over and over again? And it's because two things are, are at issue. One of them is he hasn't been arrested yet for anything violent. All of his stuff has been has been pretty simple. Nobody's nobody's gotten hurt. So the logical question becomes, what the hell, California? <laughs> well, come to find way back in 2016. So seven years ago, California had a statewide ballot measure called Proposition 57. And what did Proposition 57 do? It allowed felons who had committed nonviolent crimes to very early parole, which is why police are asking the public, if you see something, say something, again, Ah. that phrase, because they think a number of people, at least in Clovis, California, are not calling the police. They just post to social media about a crime, but they don't bother to call the police, which goes to show you just how screwy social media has become that if you've been victimized, you decide to post on Facebook or TikTok rather than call the police. But the police point out, look, when you report something, even if it's something small, it still helps us, the police, keep a trail of evidence which could help everybody down the road. So a prime example of this, Keith Chastain in 31 days time, 10 separate arrests, 18 felonies, 15 misdemeanors, all in one month. That is dedication to your profession. Amazing. Pulled this from KMPHTV, MSN.com and CriminalMatters.net. Keith Chastain, all that in just 31 days time. It makes it's, me wonder why people are so quick to post their um, victimhood on social media and not report it to the police. Is it because you just want people to feel sorry for you? Is that more important than getting your stuff back? Maybe what, you what? feel like, uh, yeah, at least I'm going to get some sympathy from people that I know, as well as people who don't know me. Whereas if I just call the police and a cop comes out and takes a report, there's, you know, there's no, there's nothing in that for me. Immediate gratification. Yeah, I want my visibility. I want people to see that, you know, my, my car got stolen or 
I am a victim. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. The part where he got arrested in front of the police department in a stolen in car. In a stolen truck because he went back. He wanted to pick up his possessions from the previous arrest. Oh, that's that is so rich. It reminds me of a story I came across uh, just recently. Uh, in fact, a uh, gentleman was arrested for stealing a, a bike, another bike theft. The police department, the local police department was setting, they, they had set up bait bikes. Have you heard sure. about this? Yeah. And yeah. and there are like little police GPS finding things uh, that are hidden somewhere on, on the bike. So they can track it. And so this guy steals one of these police bikes and he's riding away on it and the gps coordinates are are sent to local law enforcement and so they know he's coming out of this alley and they <laughs> pull up in front of him with a police car right he rams right into it with the bike and topples over the hood of the, of the sure, police car sure perfect yeah yeah <laughs> it's a bad day for a bike thief not a great day for the bike either. That's a bent rim waiting to happen. Or or the police cruiser, now that I think of it. Could have scuffed a bumper, for goodness sake. And who wants to scuff a bumper? I don't want no scuffed bumpers. I just want to go get a haircut. And then go to Costco. <laughs> and then go to Costco. Scuff bumper free. That would be a good computer password. You're always thinking of new computer passwords. Well, sometimes that. they just they fall into our laps and... We're not man enough to stop him. <laughs> Lifeguard at Shallow End Podcast. We would love your stories, your story ideas, your comments. And uh, as JG said, record that uh, story yourself in your own voice on your phone and email it to us. And it doesn't have to be perfect. We'll edit it. We'll make you sound better than you are, just like we do for ourselves. Don't be scared. If you heard the way we really sound, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you would have given it up a long time ago. That's frighteningly true. Yeah. Um, anyway, thanks for hanging out with us, y'all. We appreciate that. And as always, as you go through your day, make sure that you make good choices. Your life might depend on it. So concludes another episode of The Shallow End with Schnebley and Toff. We thank you for listening. Oh, be a dear, would you? Please subscribe to this podcast, give these boys a five-star rating, and think of something nice to say, even if you have to make something up. And visit us online at shallowendpodcast.com. Okay, gotta go. What do you get when you take two childhood friends with a passion for unexplored history and a whole lot of booze? You get us, Queen's Podcast. And here at Queen's, we are spilling the tea on all kinds of women from history. From New Orleans voodoo queen, Marie Laveau, to Marie Antoinette, and everything in between. Each queen is paired with a cocktail recipe that will totally get you in the mood to hear the fun, dramatic, and juicy stories of fascinating women from history. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Cheers! Do you love history but hate when it's stuffy and boring? Well, look no further and join me, Katie Charlwood, your friend the neighborhood social scientist and reader of books, as I delve into unsolved historical mysteries, murders by gaslight, and of course, women who have been misrepresented through all time. On Who Did What Now, the history podcast that's not your history class. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.